You're listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane. Well, I've got to tell you, I often have mixed feelings about the exhibition. I assume uh, your kids have probably been saving for it, pouring over the showbag catalogues and planning which rides they want to try. For parents, the Yekka might be considered an occasion to be endured rather than enjoyed. But what would you have considered? Or w- but would you have considered it to be an opportunity for teachable moments? Alan Ralph is from the Triple P Positive Parenting Program. Alan, teachable moments sounds like academic speaking. Eh? <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hi. Yeah, it means looking for opportunities really to help your kids develop skills. Teachable moment is a good one as where you leave your kids on the train by accident for a stress-free day. <laughs> well, so this is a listener <laughs> sent this tweeted. It's not a bad idea. You need a backup plan for that. Need a backup plan. <laughs> All right, give me your overview on the Ecker, first of all. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things, really. I mean, first of all, it's trying to make it enjoyable for the whole family, which is, can be a struggle, and, and a lot of that really re- revolves around doing some good planning ahead of time. And the second thing is, you know, yeah, how do we take advantage of it as an opportunity to teach our kids skills like independence, selecting how to spend their money, what their options are, how to find you if they get lost. All those kinds of things are quite important. It's... Partly, it's the, the very echo, the origins of the echo itself are in a sense sort of a, an education about life mm. and the difference between city life and country life. That was its origins in some ways, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? and I think that's still important, particularly as a lot of people now do spend a lot of their lives living in cities and, and are losing perhaps a little bit of touch with what, what's going on there in, out in the real world where, where we don't food know the milk comes, comes from. from cows yeah, exactly. rather than bottles out of and a packet, yes, that's yeah. right. All right. Now, planning makes a good day, I assume, when it comes to activities for kids. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, even little things. I mean, if you've been before and you're kind of familiar with it, it's always a good idea just to check to make sure that things haven't changed. There's nothing worse than, you know, getting to somewhere, expecting it's all going to go smoothly and finding out the parking's been shifted somewhere else. I mean, it doesn't set the day off well. Um, And so just doing those kind of checks can really help put that off. And, of course, if you've not been there... So do your recon. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've not been there before, really kind of work it out. I mean, getting there calmly, you know, un, unfrustrated, un, un, kind of phased about, you know, stress through the traffic. Is if you if you turn up having gone through that already, then it doesn't set the tone well for the day. In other words, catch the train. <laughs> well, maybe, or at least if you're going to drive, know where you're going to drive, know where you're going to park, know how you're going to get from where you're going to park, how long it's going to take you. All those kinds of things are quite important. All right, one of my guests, uh, one of my listeners has sent a tweet saying, warning, drunken rides on the Gravitron are only fun in theory. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Sounds like a, a lesson learnt there. Well, I think that's a good one, yes. I mean, I mean, if you're taking children, they're often um, much more willing to take risks and, and, than, than parents are. So uh, you've got to make a decision about what you are going to allow your child to persuade you to do. You know, I remember, I remember taking my daughter to the, I think it was the Perth Royal Show at the time, and uh, she wanted to go on the roller coaster, and I hate roller coasters, but I made, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it once, just, just, just because, it, you know. She's your daughter. Absolutely. She badgered you down. You conceded. But you don't want to fight on that on the day, so you really need to think about that ahead. Am I going to do this or not? If not, then how am I going to make it possible for my child to go? And one of the ways you can do that, of course, is not go on your own. Go with a friend. You know, take two or three kids, and then you can share that role. And if they're willing to do things that you're not, then everyone's happy. 
How did it go on the roller coaster, by the way? It was okay, I think. I don't have traumatic memories or flashbacks. You didn't have a protein spill or anything? <laughs> no. Again. All right. Is, is it good to sit down and sort of negotiate the day up front? Yes, I think kids? it is. But you, you get mixed feelings from experienced mothers about this, about whether or not you should give the kid too many options. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I mean, again, we need to give our kids some choices, but we need to put some kind of ring fence around it so that they're not kind of totally overwhelmed by what's in front of them. So I think, yes, obviously it's going to depend on the age of the child, whether they've been before... Um, how competent they are at, at these kinds of things. So you've got to tune into your own child and map out the day that's going to work best for them. And then once you set the boundaries, stick to it, apparently. Absolutely. I mean, some things can be negotiable. You, I mean, you, for example, you could say, OK, we're going to go at 10 o'clock and we're going to come home at 3 o'clock. And then, but at, at half past two, we'll sit down and we'll talk about how things are going. If things are going well, maybe we can stay for a little bit longer. So you can kind of put those provisions in. It doesn't have to be so rigid that there's not room for movement. I've been reading a book, you know, Boundaries with Children, and one of the things they're drumming into sort of parents is that once you've made your decision, don't let the kid badger you down. In other words, be consistent, particularly when they're younger. Otherwise, you're teaching them bad habits, like the fact that if they pester you or badger you, they can get you to change your mind. And you do not want that. No, that's right. <laughs> so if you, are, if you do want to have the possibility of change, that needs to be explained right up front. If there is no possibility, we know we have to leave at 3 o'clock, then you need to be clear about that. And you need to structure the day so that all the things that they want to do can be achieved within that time frame. You don't want to get to five to three with the single most important thing they haven't done yet still on their list. Mm. Right, we'll see if that works for me. <laughs> should, should you give children a, a budget for the day and, and then allow them to, ha- to spend it how they wish? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, again, it depends on the age of the child and it depends on the child themselves. Some kids are really good at planning and managing. Others have great difficulties with impulse control and delaying gratification. So if you know that your child is likely to spend all their money in the first half an hour, it's much better to drip feed them over a period of time so that you've got some control over it. Whereas if you think they can make these good choices, then maybe you give it half, give them half of it, and then you sit down at the lunchtime and say, okay, now what are you going to spend the other half on? So it is an opportunity to teach them money management skills. It teaches them delaying gratification. It teaches them choice. Um, and it teaches them that you can't always have everything you want. Particularly when they dose up with sugar mm, heavily. Yes. Yeah. first up. Yeah, and that's another thing. It usually I mean, ends badly. It can. I mean, parents, again, need to you know, know their kids' weaknesses, and, and it, diet does change from child to child, and so if there are kids who get really hyped up early on, on sugar, then it's best to delay that and have it in small doses over the day rather than a great big infusion at the beginning, which is going to make the whole day much more difficult to manage. My guest is Alan Ralph from the Triple P Positive Parenting Program. This is 612 ABC Brisbane. My name's Steve Austin. Um, from what age is it appropriate to start teaching you know, children about budgeting? Because this mm. is this is a, a good opportunity to maximise those those um, those lessons, if you like those you know this this educational teachable moment, isn't it? The exhibition. Yeah. I mean, it, it's trial and error, really. I mean, there is there is no prob- probably no single age, and, and that's one of the problems. That every, we're all age related. What should they be able to do when they're five? What should they be able to do when they're six? Well, it doesn't quite work that way because there's such a, a diverse range across kids. I mean, what I would encourage parents to do if they haven't done this before is give the child a small amount um, and say, okay, that's yours. You can choose how to spend, and then observe, see how they manage it. Do they hoard it? Do they spend it immediately? Do they try and break it up into small pieces? And that will give you information about how you can then move on, how you teach them to manage their money over a longer period of time. Um, the alleyway, sh- mm. sideshow alley, or the showbag provision, yeah. that's usually parental hell. 
Yeah, I can't uh, imagine. There's, there's mixed views oh. on what you should do. <laughs> there was something on the TV last night. I think they said there were 335 different show bags on offer. Kill me now. Uh, how, do you, how do you cope with that? I mean, if, again... Well, you I, avoid it. I mean, what, <laughs> some parents say, just don't go down yeah, there. Avoid well, it. And yeah. others say, that's unfair. It's unless, that, the exhibition is about that. So. Well, I guess it depends on parents' values. I mean, the show bag is an iconic part of the show, but how valuable is it really in terms of the total experience? And so I think parents need to make their own decisions about whether this is something they want to uh, indulge in. The, the other side of it is I think you can now get advanced information about how much they are, what's the cost, what's the range of stuff. So you may want to say, to you, okay, we'll, we'll give a show, but you can only buy one in the $2 to $5 range. And so having that right up front uh, agreed understanding so you don't have that argument in the in the alley itself when you're trying to cope with the extra demands of the child. Getting it decided up front saves a lot of those problems. Overstimulation and tiredness. Mm. Is there a good way of, of doing that? For younger kids, they normally have a sort of a mid-afternoon sleep or mm. rest. That can't happen or it's unlikely to happen at the exhibition. It's more difficult. And again, I think parents need to get to know their own kids. How long can they go without falling over? I mean, it's best to kind of program some brief respite, even if it's only for the parent to sit and have a cup of coffee or something. So um, break the day up into chunks. You know, if, it's, if you're going to be there from nine till three, okay, that's six hours. Let's, let's have a break at, at, uh, after an hour. Let's have another break after 40 minutes and decide where you're going to do it, what you're going to have. So that's part of what I mean by planning it out. Don't, don't let it just cascade to the point where everyone's all about to fall over, tempers get frayed, people get frustrated and it all ends in tears. I'm, I'm told that the, sort of the, the, big, uh, the big arena is a place where you can sort of sit and sort of re-gear, mm. reconfigure your kids for a break where they can sit down and go through their stuff. And, yeah, and it's good if you can sit down where there's something to see, something to watch, so yes. there's some activity going on. But so they're that, not having to stand, they're not yeah. getting tired. Yeah, getting that's right. I'm also told the Cattleman's Bar area in the morning mm-hmm. is quite good um, you know, because there's a bit of grass there and there's right. some room, space and toilets nearby and all sorts of stuff. But not in the evening because the cattlemen get a bit happy in the <laughs> evening. But in the morning, they're, they're not too bad. So well, you, I mean, what you're, what you're saying really does speak to what we're talking about. That is, find out. If, if you know people who've been before and you haven't, well, talk to them. Find out where these places are that you should go for and where, where you should avoid. So, you know, talk to other parents. Get some, get some knowledge. The more knowledge you have about what the options are, the far less stressful it's likely to be. What about before they go with a friend? In other words, they go uh, to the exhibition with a friend. They're not your kids as such. Mm-hmm. How about, is there a good age for that? Um, well, obviously, you need to have some confidence that they're able to um, follow another parent's instructions and to, uh, and to follow your guides and your rules. So it's best if you can... Try something like that before you go on such a big event. So having your child go with another parent and their friend to, to something that's less risky, if you like, less demanding, uh, and if they show that they can cope in that kind of situation, then it gives you greater confidence that they're going to be able to manage something like the echo. You got any tips on how to not lose your children? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I think that's really important. Often parents kind of think about that at the last minute. I mean, there, there are a couple of things. Again, it depends on the age of the child. C- can they say their name? Can they, do they know who you are? Can they say, tell a third person if they get lost? So that's, that's part. If not, put a, you know, a label in their pocket or a, or a phone number or something. Make sure you've got your phone with you so that you can be contacted. The other thing, I think, is to have some really clear 
guidelines when you go in because it is easy, it is easy to get separated in a big crowd like that. You only have to look away for a minute. A child wanders off and you just can't see them because they're so small. So I think you need to have some agreements about if we get separated, then what we're going to do is we're going to go and meet at this place. And it needs to be a place that the child can see, so it needs to be easy to, easy to identify um, or easy for other people to find. So if they can't see it themselves, they can ask where it is. Um, and if they're older children, then you might say, okay, well, if we get separated, that's no big deal. Let's, let's meet up at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, and this is where we're going to meet. So doing that kind of advanced planning with the child and making sure they repeat it to you. Don't assume that just because you've told the child, they will remember. So the last thing you need to do almost before you go through the gate is, okay, now tell me again, what are we going to do if we get separated? If we get lost, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? So that gives the parent some confidence that the child actually knows what's, what's expected. Look for the policeman in the blue hat and the... <laughs> if you can find the one. Blue shirt, right? <laughs> so are you going to go on the, uh, the roller coaster at the... Uh, the no, I don't think I'll be going this <laughs> you year. Don't do that? You don't do rides, Alan? <laughs> no, I don't do rides. Okay. Do you do the Echo? <laughs> Not usually, no. There's the Gold Coast show, of course. So I live down that way. So we, we might go there with our granddaughter. Thanks for coming in once again. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane.